Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 36 of Barnes University Radio. Doing a morning workout, well, really a morning walk. And um, definitely feeling a transition is uh, happening soon. A very big transition. Um, Like I said, I'm outside. Please excuse the extra clutter. Um, this is obviously in the infancy stage is a very organic show, uh, Titan centric, football centric, and just a personal try to get to know each other on a personal level type of deal. Um, episode 36, like I said, um, just trying to change the content, trying to change something. You know, something's got to give. Um, for those that don't know him, I'm a talent evaluator. Um, been pretty much a fan of the Titans since inception haven't missed a game in 12 years um I would say that I hang my hat on accuracy of draft prospects um whether they pan out or whether they don't pan out um I also have recently been pretty accurate on assessing just the Titans in general in terms of that team that roster I call it roster engineering. Um, I think it's pretty apparent that um, I'm a talent evaluator once, you, once I mentioned the Barnes University Scouting Service. So that's kind of well said, but the roster engineering part is what others don't necessarily do. So I just thought that I would explain the roster engineering aspect of it all paired with the moves needed, I think, moving forward. Because let's just start, let's just start here talking about the landscape of draft twitter or draft world in general and part of the reason that i'm probably feeling this the way is that i probably need to get away from the social media scouting realm and i say that for a few reasons one of the reasons being is it's becoming extremely oversaturated um now oversaturation doesn't mean poor content Because I honestly think that there's a lot of good information out there. There's a lot of well-structured sites. And it makes it fun for, you know, draft nicks, just people in general. It makes it incredibly fun for them um, during draft season to kind of just, you know, whether it's mock drafts, whether it's just trying to get a a, a prospect list in their head. Um, You know, do I think NFL people use it? I think some use it. Some sites are credible. Um, but I don't think it's just when I started out in 2012, it was just so very few. There was maybe, you know, you could count on your fingers, you know, or half a thing, half a hand, you know, how many, you know, maybe two or three. You know, there were two or three um, situations there where. You know, for goodness sake, you could just go to them and that was your kind of your your draft fix per se, you know, and uh, that's kind of how it was back then, you know, just seven years ago. And, you know, as as expected, things grow, things change as they should. And there's more draft content. And that's great. Now, my problem with that is and this is another reason is in the draft cluttered world is. You know, what is the end game? You know what I mean? Like, what what is everybody's end game? Now, it's not to be nosy and ask, 
you know, what are people doing, you know, or why are you in my space? It's nothing like that. You know, I, I respect everything that people bring to the table because without some of those sites, it'd be incredibly hard for me to do what I do. You know, I don't necessarily consider myself a large uh, database type of company or type of uh, evaluator. Will I find some talent that is not on there every now and again? It's not about finding the talent. It's about being accurate on the talent. If you ask me, it's about being accurate. And um, but anyway, for me personally, it's like, what is your end game? Do you just want to make these draft contents and then kind of get money from providing draft databases? That's cool. But there are some huge draft databases out there. You're competing against some of the best, you know, and that's, you know, the uh, Emory Hunts of the world with football game plan. That's the Rick Saratella with draft bible you know those type of guys have extensive now do they have everybody do they include everybody no they don't but they have over 60 to 100 prospects of each position so that's thousands of prospects and a lot of people just don't have that now you can rework it re you know represent it in whatever way you want to but it's just a lot of cluster and then you move on on to twitter and that's where, where it's at, really. You know, if you're on Instagram, you might see a little bit of it. Instagram is so visual. It can take you. It's almost like YouTube, almost. It can take you in different directions. It's kind of hard to stay on task on Instagram. On, on Twitter, it's pretty easy, relatively easy to stay on task. Click someone's profile, you see their journal, per se. You know, and with me, it's like, okay, there's a draft analyst here. People are creating their own kind of not necessarily teams because you're not drafting or doing prospect data for a specific team, which would be pretty cool if people kind of transition to that. But, um, you know, which would be interesting to see who would be the the Twitter Titans general manager. And, you know, that's a whole popularity contest and a whole separate conversation within itself. But I'm just, I just see so many draft analysts, so many good data. So really, it honestly is a separation between who's inside, who's outside and totally understood. You know, um, you know, somebody once said even in um, even in, um, I guess, disdain for me, the outside guys will always be in the outside. The independent scouts will always be outsiders looking in as opposed to inside of everything. And you can't really say that's wrong. The independent scouts are the outsiders looking in because we're but that doesn't discredit. You know, it doesn't discredit your ability. You know, it doesn't discredit that. And that's where the thin line is. Just because I'm an independent scout, quote unquote, and, you know, and I say, quote unquote, because, you know, that's just what it is. You know, until you get on a team, that's pretty much what you are. But you can be an independent scout and be incredibly accurate and even better than those in the NFL. And that's just the thing about life. The best are not always in the highest positions. You know, the people in the positions, they had connections. Not to say that they didn't work their butt off. Have I worked my, my extreme 100% to get in the NFL, just in the NFL period? No. I believe if I wanted to get in the NFL, I would have gotten in the NFL by now. You know, based on 
the things that I do, the things that I provide, the accuracy that I've had over the past seven, eight years, I think that I would have been in the NFL. But the thing with me is I started off this mindset of being a entrepreneur and this mindset of being a consultant rather than actually joining a team. Because I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with a double whammy here. I'm dealing with the fact that I started off as wanting to be solely a sole proprietor, my own entity. Then the only team that I'm willing to work for, especially currently, is the Tennessee Titans and teams in the Nashville area. So that makes that cuts it down to one for 32. Whatever percentage that is, that's 3% of the league. 3% of the league, one area, and I'm behind the eight ball because I I didn't I wasn't actively pursuing like roles to get my foot in the door or roles to network. I was sitting back saying, and was it No, I was sitting back I was sitting back and saying, "Yo, I'm good enough to where if someone sees my work, we're going to talk numbers, we're going to talk, you know, um, you know, a consultation fee or a consultation uh, collaboration. You know, I honestly felt that, you know, and, and if you look at my work, it, it, is, it is good enough to get that type of role, in my opinion. But a lot of people look at the experience. You don't have any experience or blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter. You know, the, the most powerful companies of today, they hire young, talented people and they don't care about experience because what does experience give you a lot of times? Experience gives you context marginally, but it still can lack skill. It can be a prehistoric mindset. It can be a tainted mindset. It can be a stubborn mindset. Experience can be when you're young and talented. If you're willing to be coached. Now, there's a lot of young, talented and super arrogant. And like I said in my last podcast, the difference between confident and arrogant is Arrogant, they don't see their flaws. They're not coachable. They don't think that they have flaws. I know that I have flaws. I'm confident. Confident people know that they have flaws and work past it and are extremely coachable, which I am. So people in the tech industry, at least, and the most successful companies, they're hiring young talent who who, who are willing to be coached, who are passionate, And they're rolling with that. You know, they're rolling with that as opposed to, you know, looking at people and looking at their resume. If they don't have a master's, they're automatically unqualified. Or if they haven't had any type of work experience in the NFL, they automatically are undesirable. So just from that standpoint, I just find it I just find it very difficult in terms of the politics behind pretty much everything in life like um i understand that the people that are decision makers in the nfl i understand that excuse me that they probably had to get it from the ground up hours and hours and days and months and years on the road and the whole thought of giving someone who's just been accurate from their office a job or a position on an NFL club, it's unrealistic, and to them, asinine. I understand that, but at what point, and it's gonna take 
is it, it will take someone probably incompetent or a lot of losing seasons in order to break down and give someone that type of um, opportunity. And, you know, I kind of have a plan. I, I have a definitely have a plan. Um, 2019 was definitely a game plan to where I wanted to kind of max out and put it in their face and everything I do, I wanted them to see it. And, you know, that's the game plan. You, you're going to see my work. You're going to get either annoyed or admired. You know, you're going to you're going to you're going to be at you're going to have admiration or annoyance for me this year. So that's the game plan to put myself out there. Now, my favorite team, like I said, is the Tennessee Titans. If I can't get with them by 2020-21, excuse me, that's being generous, right? At some point, I have to establish myself and start feeding my family with my love and passion, right? And I have to start feeding them at a... At, uh, at, at, at nauseum, <laughs> you know, at a at a, voluptu- a voluptuous amount, at a large amount with this skill and the time invested in this practice and in this career. So just from that standpoint, it's just like, you know, where do I separate myself from everybody else? You know, and, I, and you do look at that, you know, and it's not a comparison type of thing. It's just like I never... You know, I don't like being in a space to where everybody's doing it. Now it feels like when I was doing it for myself and the accuracy and me being, you know, in the Twitter world from 2012 to around 2014 or 15, because that's when it started picking up, in my opinion, 14, 15, other people started coming out the woodworks and start doing stuff. To me, it's like I don't like groupthink. I don't like doing what others are doing. So the thing that separates me that I see consistently is the actual uh, coined phrase by myself, which is called roster engineering. And it's basically simple. I mean, you can call it a roster builder. You can call it, you know, whatever. I, I, I like the ring of roster engineer. And what I excel at is, is taking one team of interest with that I have tenureship and being able to formulate game plans or formulate uh, ideas that actually would help them in real time and have tangible value to a real NFL club that have that has over time been accurate. Now, we all know that this is a human game. Everything is about humans and relationships. Now, certain moves certainly take a little bit more guile and, and, and re- relationship and execution, obviously. But overall, the concepts, the players, the moves, the evaluations have been pretty accurate. Now, am I perfect? No, nobody is. We already know the obvious. No need to state the obvious. No need to take confidence. No need to take uh, none of this over the top and just take it at face value. These things are true. I've said it. If you disagree, you can definitely go fact check at at BU underscore scouting on Twitter. But like I said, to kind of tie the two With each other, my prowess is roster engineering. That's where I separate myself. And it's tied to that Tennessee Titans team. You know, um, any type of tangibility by myself on my own, it's kind of like we've heard it before. It's so, 
draft analysts everywhere it's so polluted it's so saturated right now it is so saturated and it, and it's and it's uh and it and it it I don't know man it, it's just it's like I can't wait till I get on a team or a club so I don't I'm not on Twitter that much I'm just doing my work but right now my main hub of information and you know self-expression comes from Twitter but I cannot wait to get on a team to where I'm not on Twitter I'm just working because at the end of the day no matter what they do I highly doubt unless you're putting in you know and a lot of people a lot of people I'd say a high percentage of people that are doing these draft things they know that scouts work hard it almost deters a lot of people to want to be a scout because they know that they work hard they know that they're on the road a lot nobody necessarily wants to be on the road a lot and they don't have a passion to do that and that's where i think that the scouting game has to change because you're going to have so many talented people who says who say i don't want to travel but i'm good enough to be in the league and there's going to take one club that experiments with external scouts such as the Drive Network or, you know, I don't, I'm not sure what to what degree Rick Saratella and Emory Hunt do their external consultation. I don't know to what degree. They seem like a large database as opposed to uh, relying on high accuracy of uh, projection. Now, they certainly do it and I certainly respect their work. But I think that their database is one of the best ever in draft, Twitter, draft, whatever, that we have seen as consumers. So I'm not sure of what external roles are there. I definitely think as far as pioneering that I think I think that there's there's great soil for being a pioneer in the scouting industry that I that somebody's going to do it. That's everybody else is scared right now. And somebody has to be a pioneer in terms of, hey, I'm good enough to help your team win a championship. You know, I'm good enough to help your team win a championship. All these other guys, what they're doing, no disrespect. I really respect what everybody does in the, in the industry. However, how I separate myself is I separate myself because I can go through your roster, do an extensive three-day breakdown, and I will give you tangible, tangible instructions to give you tangible results and how is the best way to formulate your roster for that upcoming season based on your opponents, based on chemistry, based on psychology of your team. And we're not just adding talent and just saying here, 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 here end up being a team that's disconnected. That's where Barnes University scouting separates itself. That's where we separate ourselves. That's where, and when I say we, right now I'm CEO. You know, I'm in the infancy stages of, of form, formulating, you know, my own team in the media realm. But in terms of talent evaluation, I have a few guys in mind. Right now I'm the general manager, I'm the director of player personnel. I do everything. So I think that's what that that's the new way for me that I have to set 
I have to be a pioneer, pioneer in terms of that. You know, and that's simply what it is. You know, I keep it 20 minutes with you. I think that's where I have to head. I think that's where I have to go with this. If not, it's just it's just going to be saturation. You know, it's just it's just so saturated. That I mean, that's really it, you know. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> it's Barnes University Radio episode 36. Um to God be the glory. Um getting ready for a great weekend. I know it's going to be great, so you guys uh Thanks for everything. Thanks for tuning in. Tighten up. Barnes University Radio.